Hey, what's up? And welcome to Movie Dumpster Season 5, Episode 20. Today we're talking about Home Alone 2, Lost in New York, directed by Christopher Columbus from 1992. I'm Joel Escola. And I'm Sean O'Rourke. Welcome to the dumpster. <laughs> That's the one, Marv. That's the silver tuna. Eating silver tuna tonight. <laughs> it's true. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think we took the words out of each other's mouth. Home Alone 2. Home Alone 2. You know, we've done Home Alone 4. Is right, it Home well, Alone 4? Rip that band-aid right off. We're going to just start just talking about fucking, it. Let's come right out of the gate. We, uh, talked about uh, home, we, we talked about Home Alone 4 with French Stewart. Long time no see. That kid. Yes, that was the, the originally that was the only one we really ever planned covering. Yeah. Maybe five because that's like the other really bad one, and well, I guess now six. Well, uh, now that that's a thing. Home Sweet Home Alone is that the, <sighs> is that that new one with yeah. that kid from Jojo Rabbit? Or, yeah, six. Yeah. I guess like yeah. if they're even counting them anymore. I'm fucking one hundred percent good. On that. Yeah, yeah, but two, two is one I didn't think like, like kind of like going back to like another one we covered a while back. Uh, Terminator Salvation was one we talked about. Yeah, like, never thought we'd cover that movie or, or go into Terminator that deeply. Like now we're doing yeah. Home Alone two, and I'm like, we did the one of the bad ones. Now let's do like one of the really good ones, one of the quintessential well, yeah. uh, Christmas movies, right, well, one of the best Christmas movies of all time. I think so, arguably. Yeah. Well, the best sequel. one, one of the best Christmas sequels, sequel, Christmas movie sequel, sequels. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess right out of the gate. I mean, Home Alone 2 is like one of those situations where, you know, not only did we we pull, we pump out a sequel, but like it's just as funny and just as heartfelt as the first movie, which is something that like especially for a comedy is right. really fucking hard to do. And especially just literally two years later it came out. Like, there yeah. wasn't a lot of time in between. Yeah. Like, I always, the one that always jumps to mind for me is Ghostbusters 1 and 2. Yeah. But there's at least, like, what, a five-year gap between those films? And there's a lot of, like, people being forced to do things, and I guess debatably whether that works or not. I mean, I love the movie, but I get why people don't. But, yeah, you're right. This movie is just, like, everything kind of clicks. Like, yeah. And we'll go into maybe some things that don't. But I think for the most part, everything works really well in this film. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, it, it, like, just just to put a pin on that real quick. Like, yeah. There's the, just off the top of my head. There's only a few things. Or there's only a few comedy sequels that I think actually really work really well <laughs> as as well as Home Alone 2. And that's like Problem Child 2. Oh, OK. Like, I think that movie's fucking hilarious and just as funny, if not funnier than the original Problem Child. Sure. I mean, I mean, like Rush Hour 2, I think is pretty funny. That's yeah. one that comes to mind. I mean, that's like. Comedy action, I guess, but yeah, no, that that works too. But like, I just, but that also, yeah, right, because that works because it's it basically hinges upon the action too. I mean, there is comedy for sure. Yeah, but like, it I mean, is. I, I said Ghostbusters too. That's another one I think that works. Yeah, but, but but not to the extent of like like you said, Problem Child too, or this film. I think there's there's a lot more missteps in Ghostbusters too, but I right. enjoy it. Right, for a comedy which essentially does the same fucking thing as the first movie. Yeah, but in like fresh ways. Beverly Hills Cop Two. I oh, think might that's pull it off. yeah, that yeah, not as good as the first one, but no, it's it's but good. It's, up, it's pretty damn close. Uh, well, for instance, Hocus Pocus Two is a pile <laughs> of shit. Um, <laughs> Still haven't watched it, and and that's one where you know they reuse jokes from the first movie, but fucking fall completely flat. Ah. Whereas something like Problem Child Two or Home Alone Two, 
use do the jokes, but they're implemented in a way where they're actually funny and not just a rehash of the same thing. Adam's Family Values specifically is really fucking good, and uh, I think it's better than the first yeah, one. De- Debbie. Yeah. <laughs> I always love Hubert, and that cracks me up, and that fucking wig that Uncle Fester wears is just the funniest thing in the world in that movie. Oh, it's hilarious. Both Austin Powers sequels are kind of great, but especially The Spy Who Shagged Me, I think, is actually probably better than the first one. I think it's better than the first one. Um, I, I would argue that each one is kind of equally great for different reasons, but just like off the cuff, definitely Spy Who Shagged Me is great. I mean, Fat Bastard, Minnie Me, the time travel stuff, you, you bring back Will Ferrell, like, it, it's just fucking funny, the shush scene. <laughs> Uh, it just kills me, man. Again, another thing where the jokes from the first movie come back in the second one and are just as good or better. Than right. Them. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, like, I, I don't know how deep we want to even go into this, but like Home Alone 3, for example, kind of does its own thing. I mean, it obviously pulls ideas from the first two films. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Yeah. But like, I feel like and, and we're not talking about that movie today specifically. Maybe we will eventually like years from now if, if we come back to Home Alone in some capacity. Yeah. Uh, but that's when I feel like that people shit on all the time. And I feel like it's not it, it's kind of like not comparatively in quality, but like a Predator 2 situation where it's like, well, Arnold's not in it, so it must <laughs> suck. Well, granted, that's actually still an amazing film. And Home Alone 3 I, is not that good, but I enjoy it. Well, Home Alone 3 it at least does the decent does the decency of like, hey, this isn't Macaulay Culkin's right. character. These are not the McAllisters. This is a completely different kid, which is fine. And that's the way to do it. Uh, right. Yeah. Unlike Home Alone 4. Right. OK, 4. <laughs> Right. <laughs> which we already fucking talked about in length. Go check it out. Yeah. It's part of our Trashing Through the Snow playlist, which you can watch right now or listen yes. to, rather, um, if you'd like to do that. Uh, Fr- French Stewart plays Marv as Harry as French Stewart. It's bizarre. Uh, Kevin, Vera, Vera, Kevin. Book bar, open book bar, shelf, book bar, shelf. Uh, uh, open sesame. Oh, that won't work. Oh, yeah, that won't work. Oh, yeah, yeah. they're like trying to kidnap a prince or something. Uh, I don't know. Go yeah, li- go. Eric Avari's in it, sadly enough. It's fucking awful, that poor guy. Yeah. Paycheck, uh, uh, question mark. But yeah, uh, Home Alone 2, you know, you come off of one, which is, again, like, one of the, at, at this point in time, one of the ultimate uh, Christmas films, I would argue. Didn't know, it wasn't always that way. No, right, yeah, <laughs> it, it didn't do too hot. Initially, I feel like this is one, like, I grew up with, like, like if you want to talk about just, like, kind of our history with the film briefly, like, yeah. that, uh... Probably if I was left to my own devices, I would have eventually came to. But this is one like my cousins always had on Home Alone 1 and 2. So yeah. they kind of introduced me to it. And then it was on constant rotation in the house. Oh, big time. So, th- so there's a little bit of that for sure. Like you got that kind of warm blanket on watching Home Alone. Mm-hmm. Thinking back to those good times. Fucking firing that baby up on uh, yeah. tape here. Watching that fucking Pizza Hut commercial in the beginning. <laughs> That's what I'm talking yeah, about. Exactly. Well, it was like a movie when it came out. And you read about it now and you find out like. It's kind of similar to Mario Brothers in some extent, besides maybe the vodka not being involved. Well, where where Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern thought this movie was just going to be a total shit show, which to be fair, I mean, from their perspective, like you think about the plot of that first film and the second one to some extent, where it's like two guys are trying to rob this guy's house and a kid defers them by throwing Legos on the them. ground. Yeah, I don't know. I that's something that like I hear I see people talk about in like of course like retrospective or retroactively going back and like seeing what people were saying at the time, like. I just don't think it deserved all of the shit that it got. No. Like, it's fucking funny, man. Yeah. Like, I, it, it's weird. 
it's definitely weird and out there, and it's got all the slapstick you can fucking shake a stick at. And I think it's like one of the last really good like slapstick comedy yeah, movies, especially in the '90s yeah. uh, or early '90s. Yeah, I, I want to talk about specifically how they ratchet that up once we get into the movie. But uh, well, just back to the jokes that we were talking yeah, about, like yeah. how everything's kind of like upped for the second yes, one. Yes. Yeah. But two was one we always kind of came back to over one. For some reason, I think it was part of it was just the traps in particular are way more over the top. So it's kind of more laugh a minute towards the end there, <laughs> which which again, maybe I, I could see some people arguing why maybe that doesn't work for them. But that's that you're not gonna hear that on this episode. No. But yeah, it's just a movie that's always stuck with me. And I, I watch both every year. Yeah. Uh, so I'm like beyond thrilled to talk about it. I did not. Get a chance because we we are very we're like we're like Santa's elves mm. making the movie dumpster goodness for you for the last month of the yes, year. Yes. Um. So unfortunately, uh, I did not get to go away with my wife to Chicago, uh, and she had gone and she got to see um Home Alone the first one in the church where it was shot for onset cinema. That's awesome. Remember I mentioned the Goonies yeah. thing we did. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, that yeah. was the Home Alone one. Um. Was so, the southbound uh, shovel slayer there? Uh, he might have been. He salts the sidewalks, man. He's got oh. mummies in the in that fucking trash can. It's in great. the movie dumpster. Well, right, in the movie dumpster, right? Yeah, yeah Munchie's in there with it. Uh, that That's what actually gets the salt nice and uh, smooth to yes. drop down on the ground. Mummies. <laughs> what, what's your history with this movie? My history with yeah. Home Alone? I feel like it's just been part of the DNA since I can remember. Yeah. Like, th- like, again, this movie comes out in 1990, uh, the first film, mm-hmm. and like... We had it on tape. I remember, like, I were, I mean, here it is, but, like, I <laughs> I uh, watched it all the time. And then, like, when my sister was born, my sister was born this movie, the year this movie came out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which is kind of crazy to me. And then, the, I don't know, we just grew up with it. And we grew up with it and watched it every year. It's hilarious. I wanted to be Kevin. Yeah, you know oh, what I mean? yeah. I wanted, you know, the, the smart mouth little, I mean, I was Kevin. What am I talking call about? call people horses' ass. Horses' asses, sarcastic little shithead, yeah, you know. Always getting, I'm always getting crapped always on. Always getting dumped on. Dumped on, right, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. And just the idea, it, it, like, I don't know, man. Like, Daniel Stern and Joe Pesci are so goddamn funny. Yeah. I remember being scared of the first one when I was a kid. Like, especially, like... Especially in the, Joe Pesci in some of those scenes. Well, South Bend Shovel Slayer. Oh, yeah. He, like, the old guy freaked me out. There was also a particular... That tarantula scared the shit out of oh, me. Oh, well, yeah, you're arachnophobe. Yeah, yeah. We gotta do arachnophobia. Hey, eventually. <laughs> I'll bite that bullet. Whoever gets to it first, whether it be us or, or the HTM crew. But, yeah. um... There was a scene in particular, you know, in like, in the, like in this in the beginning of the first movie, when the storm that like knocks out the power, yeah, it used to scare the shit out of me for some reason. The bow That's flies off, scene. and like just John Williams score, and it's like all like spooky and stuff. And that that Santa specifically that like zooms in yeah. and like the wreath is like shaking, the newspaper hitting the yeah. hitting the the door, yeah, the yeah, wet yeah. bandits and everything. Well, that's two. Isn't it? Well, I think there's also one in one. Is I, it one? There might be also one. It might be quicker because you're not familiar with the characters yet. Or it might just say, like, robberies in the neighborhood or something to that effect. I did not watch the first one this year yet. Oh, okay, okay. So as I, of the recording. So as episode, of the recording, yeah. I did not watch the first one yet. I watched both. Yeah. I, I did, It was like Black Christmas, Home Alone, Home Alone 2, like right off the gate, right after Thanksgiving. Right, after, right off the gate? I don't know, yeah, man. I got I to gotta, I gotta save Black Christmas. 74. Uh, see, that's I, like that's like my big one. That and Silent Night, Daily Night. I saved Halloween okay. for Halloween, and then I never fucking watched it. So oh. I was like, I'm not doing that with Home Alone. I'm watching this right <laughs> off the bat. Okay, I understand that. But yeah, I mean, like, uh, I don't know what else I can really say before we kind of get into this. I Like, 
much like you, Home Alone was big in our house. I think I already said that, but like the video games too. I never played the video games. Um, I mean, the Super Nintendo one, I feel like is one I hear more about, but like the Sega Genesis one, like we didn't own it, but I feel like we rented it from Blockbuster or AZ Video like so many times. They might as well have just handed it to us. The second one, right? Uh, the first one, actually. Really? I don't know if there was a second one. I think one? There's, a, there's definitely a loss in New York. Is, yeah. I'm almost positive. But I always like that game in particular. Like, I don't know if it's actually good, but as a kid, I liked it. Yeah. Where you basically go into these different houses in the neighborhood that try to, like, you know, impede the wet bandit. You get, like, your sled and you drive around. <laughs> it's got horrible controls. <laughs> but you get, like, different traps and weapons. And, like, you get, like, the snow the, the snowball machine or something. Like, because you can combine items, I think. Okay. And you can, like, shoot them and they turn into, like, snowman and shit. Oh, that's and make them, cool. like, get tripped up. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's like, Home Alone, man. I don't know. There's just something fucking about it. It's, and, and like I, with all that wackiness, yeah, there's always like, again, in the, at least those first three films, there's always that family element and that like human element of like uh, Kevin or or the the kid in the movie, if you will, yeah. uh, learning some lesson or coming to some kind of better appreciation about certain things uh, around him. I think it works really well because you have sort of like a weird. Fantasy comedy director Chris Columbus, right? With John Hughes writing, with by John the way. Hughes, yeah, yeah. Well, I was gonna say with John Hughes doing the the screenplay. So, like putting those together, I think works really well. So yes. you have your heartfelt moments uh, with a message and the, and the family dynamic there, but you also have this fucking like grade A <laughs> comedy. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I mean, I don't really have a ton of trivia for this. Me neither. It's, a lot of it's just like the first one did really well. The it's, cameras kept freezing because they actually filmed it in the winter. Yeah, and like despite like all against all odds, like it actually like did really well. Right. Well, the doing, first one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Like doing really well. Uh, so yeah, the second one they they made it, and the only other real thing that I noticed besides the fr- the the cameras freezing constantly on yeah. them in this movie, uh, when when they went to go film all the New York scenes, which is a lot of this movie, yeah, uh, very little was on a stage. I think the only stuff that was really on a stage specifically or a sound set rather was all the stuff with Uncle Robbie's house, which makes sense. Yeah, but even the hotel too, I would assume, uh, right? As a set, I think that was actually shot at the plaza. And I remember reading like the swimming pool scene was actually like at a. At a Chicago hotel because they don't actually have a swimming pool. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. But a lot of it was actually just shot on location. I'm sure there were sets. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. IMDb only has so much information. We know IMDb is not always the most reliable, but generally speaking, (laughs) it is. Well, they shot the first. They the the house was a whole set in the first movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like in a gymnasium or some shit. Uh, but where was I going with that? Um. So, oh yeah, the snow. Uh, they had all they paid all this money for this fake fucking snow. The potato flakes. Uh, the potato flakes. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> what was that? Uh, what movie was that? The, the first Home Alone movie. No, well, a lot of a lot of, a lot like of different ones. that we talked about potato flakes specifically. What the hell was that? I want to say it was like Deadly Spawn or something like that. What? Oh, it was Aberration. Aberration. Oh, it was Simon Aberration. Yeah. Talked about yeah. it in our interview. Yeah. Uh, with Simon Bosco, go check that out. That was such a good one. That's a uh, that's a great winter horror movie, by the way. If if you can get your hands on Aberration, uh, it was on YouTube as of when we yeah. did that episode a couple years ago. Little uh, geckos coming. Yeah, that's another one. Attack I, people. That's another one I want to fucking champion and find out where we can if if we can somehow movie dumpster can be involved in like yes. restoring that yes. one to to like a Blu-ray. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, it, it, there was a blizzard right. right before they shot the movie, so they didn't need all the fake snow. I guess is the story. <laughs> that's like the only other trivia I really saw. Uh, there's like a couple videos on YouTube of like behind the scenes that they made wall like professionally as part of the production, which is interesting. But I feel like you don't get a lot of those like juicy uh, morsels from no. that. Like the first one, there's I feel like there's a lot more information about because it was the first one. And you yeah. find out like Joe Pesci had the, the swear jar filled up in the first day. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And stuff like that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, you want to just get into this? Yeah, I mean, let's get lost in New York. 
Yeah, you you want to get the plot crunch on this? But I feel like I've been given a lot of plot crunches. Yeah, yeah uh, that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, the McAllisters are back. They're going away again for fucking Christmas. I don't know why they keep going away for Christmas. This uh, is the next year. Dad's got a lot of money. I, and mom, I we, guess. We'll get to that. Okay. But um, Uncle Frank, not so much. Uncle Frank's cheapskate. But uh, yeah, so the McAllisters are planning a trip to Florida for Christmas. Kevin doesn't want to go because there's no Christmas trees right. in, in Florida. Um, so again, by a twist of uh, dark fate, um, <laughs> they... Sleeping again, their fucking clock gets knocked out, they're late to the airport, the whole rigmarole from the first movie happens, but Kevin is with them this time. Right. The only thing is, he makes it to the airport, but never gets on, or they gets on the wrong plane. So he goes to New York, and they go to Florida, and that's how they get split up. Ah! <laughs> Kevin! Kevin! Yeah, that's basically the setup. <laughs> uh, that's it. Yeah. And and then, you know, the wet bandits get out, and now they're the sticky bandits. Oh, right. And they happen to run into fucking Kevin. And, and Tim Curry's like the head of the, oh, uh, God, the, the concierge at the fucking hotel, and that's a whole different ball. Compliments of the Plaza Hotel. The, He's so fucking good. The best best addition of the film. It, yeah. The hotel staff. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so this film opens uh, much like that first movie. I, I love the intro to this film, and... I'll go. I'll mention four again briefly because I remember when we did that movie, how it basically has no intro. Yeah, well, it just starts. But, kind of, but one and two, you get the classic zoom in with the music. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah, and we're yeah, like, yeah. that's like sorely missed, right? And I love, I always love the intro for this one because it's, it's like, well, okay, how do we, how do we do this? Like the first one, but not do the same thing. It's like, oh, the house is surrounded by New York City buildings, and then it's cl- and then it clicks in, yeah, and the light turns yeah. on, and all that stuff. It's cool, but uh, but yeah, we got Peter, Kate, Buzz, Linny, and Jeff. They're all still alive in this movie. They have, they oh, I forgot Megan. Excuse, I forgot yeah. Megan. Excuse me. Oh yeah, well, yeah how because, dare you? <laughs> because in four, there's like only two. There's two it's siblings. only Buzz and Megan, yeah, and everybody yeah. else. I don't know what died, that, was that, eaten. That, that that again. Just go listen to our review. But that movie <laughs> did some committed some Home Alone sins. All of the John uh, Hughes was rolling in his grave, and he's not even dead. <laughs> all of the uh, cast comes back, I think, except for Linny. You know the Les Incompetents yes. chick. She's not back. It's it. it I think it's the sister or the twin sister of one of the Pete's who plays one of the older brothers, Jeff. Ah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, that sounds right. It looks like her. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it looks like him with long hair. So, yeah, I mean, it might be. Could be, I don't know. I feel like the intro is probably the part where we get the most repeating uh, jokes from the first movie, but it's kind of mixed up with the way that they handle like the Uncle Frank situation and Kevin's situation. But it's obviously, but it's the, funny. Like you, you know, Fuller pisses the bed, so like Uncle well, Frank yeah, comes in and, yeah. and he's like, "Whoa, little man! Like easy on the liquids. We packed rubber sheets and like there's like little vignettes of everybody walking around. But, that, but that's how you do it. Yes, like one that just came to mind is Clark's too. I know a lot of people don't like yeah. Clark's too, but that was another movie I felt like that elevated a lot of those jokes and then brought a lot more to the table where it was like, all right, you know the characters, you know their style of humor, you know like what they're going to say to a point. Yeah. Now what? It's Yeah, there's a lot of like references in it where it's not like, eh? Wink, wink. Yeah, like like right. it's just like, it, it, it feels natural. Yeah. And, and there's certain things that you're doing a Home Alone sequel. Yeah. And, and like Chris Columbus has even kind of said in, in interviews that like, eh, it's not quite a remake, but it kind of is a remake. You know, like there's enough stuff that we like reuse that it's like, all right, I guess like maybe people could make that argument. I mean, but... th- yeah, you. This doesn't even need to be a sequel. It could just no. be. It could be. It's like it was like I wouldn't go so far to say it's like an Evil Dead, Evil Dead Two. I was just, actually, I was just thinking you that. Think so? like, I was just thinking that, but not really because because it is actually in the same timeline, and that is, you know, Bruce Campbell argues that it is connected, and I can see where he's connecting dots, but you're like filling in a lot of holes there to make that work. Uh, yeah. Well. <laughs> 
what did he? I guess he just forgot all his escapades of the first movie. Well, again, I also think in interviews where Bruce has talked about that, he's also having a bit of a laugh about it. To I, be fair, I think that's the joke. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just Evil Dead on a bigger uh, budget. But anyway, but but yeah. So um, I guess the things that are different in the intro mm-hmm. are Kevin's got the the talk man. The talk boy. Talk boy, excuse me. Um, that was something that, man, I don't know about you, but I really wanted these for Christmas uh, when this movie came out. I never got one. I never got one I had one a either. friend that had one, so I, of course, you know, uh, absconded with it whenever I went over to their house and played <laughs> with it, and I'm sure they love that. I think my parents didn't get me one because I could record them like fighting and talking oh, and stuff. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I mean, maybe, maybe, they, maybe they were also probably expensive as fuck. Ah, I don't, yeah. I have no idea how much they were. They made the talk girl and everything. They made a talk girl that was Different like pink colors. or whatever. Oh, but you know what? I did get a yak back. I, I had that. I had that where it was like, you know, like two seconds of stuff you can record and then play it back. Yeah, I had that. I had that little like clicker that had like 10 different sound effects. It's like the alarm going off the fucking the black box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, with yeah. the little buttons on it. I, I love that when I was a kid. Uh, I'm surprised Kevin didn't have one of those in this movie because he's like sitting there recording the TV. And this is where he finds out about the Plaza Hotel. Yeah. And uh, this is where dad fucking unplugs the uh, the batteries for the camera. <laughs> and in the process, like a dope because he's not thinking because he's rushing around like a nut. Yeah. Uh, for for this fucking recital that Kevin and the other kids are going to be in. He just unplugs it. He's like, I need these batteries. And there goes the power. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you know that the clock is plugged yeah, in because yeah. he's got like it goes into where he's yep. got like fucking four or five of them plugged in. It looks like the fucking uh, uh, the Christmas right. uh, Christmas uh, story uh, outlet. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, the old man set that yeah. up. But I, I, I kind of like that because in the first movie, it just like it happens overnight because of the storm. And it's like, well, there's nothing you could have done about this. This one's just pure Stupidity. incompetence. Yeah. But like the audience. But it's fine. It works. Yeah, especially it happens and yeah. the audience is like already clued in like, oh, OK. I've done okay. that. That's like unplugging like your microwave uh, or that's something. True. Yeah. Your microwave. Yeah. If you unplug your microwave. Oh, Right, yeah. And the clock. My reset. brain's like, my microwave's like one of those that's like installed in the wall. Oh, yeah, and no, I'm like, no. what do you mean unplug no. microwave? No, no like, mine's like Yeah, no, I separate, know, yeah. yeah. So Kevin, he needs his tie. Yes. But, you know, uh, Uncle Frank says if he uh, sees him in there, he won't grow, grow up to be a, tr- a, a real man or he, some bullshit. He won't grow up feeling like a man. Right, like and mom and man. dad look at each other like, yeah, okay. Uh, just get the tie. <laughs> and this is, you get the classic this fucking, I mean, what, there's a lot of classic scenes in this, but the first classic this scene. This is my favorite line of the movie, like the, my favorite bit, <laughs> when Uncle Frank's singing in the fucking shower, he's, sing, he's singing He's singing Cool Jerk. Yeah, yeah. You're cooking, oh, you're cooking, Frankie. <laughs> like, that's just shit we say, like, when we're cooking around the house and stuff. the fucking brush, like, singing yeah. into yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here, you nosy little pervert. I'm going to slap you silly. Right, yeah, and of course, Kevin records he it all. He records it on the talk, boy. For, for future reference. Yeah. And then we go to this, uh, this, this singing recital where Buzz and Kevin... And I guess some of the other kids are up there with the rest of the school. Unlike the eve of them going away. Are you fucking stupid? Yeah, it's like, I guess, the last day of school kind of thing. Yeah, but uh, it's also a thing of, like, why is Buzz there? Buzz is, like, the only kid. He looks like a Neanderthal with all the other <laughs> little kids. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, Devin oh, well, Retray? Okay, we, we talked about this on that Home Alone 4 episode. But, like, he's actually not as old as I think we think he actually is. He just had a growth spurt, so he looks older. But I think the, he's supposed to be, like, 16, 17. Oh, uh, yeah. I th- I mean, yeah, but Kevin's 10. Right. Well, right, oh, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Why is he mixed in with Kevin? Right. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, it's like, did you learn nothing from fighting monsters with uh, Fred Savage? <laughs> I thought you turned a new leaf. But, yeah, you know, he had some more of that kitty litter with the, uh, what was it? Oh, kitty cat, litter, cat food. Cat food in his and tuna. Piss. 
in his apple yeah, juice. Kevin did that to him. He said, "Fuck that! I'm breaking <laughs> out these these candles, going behind the ears." Oh, there it goes. Uh, but I but but this part always kind of annoyed me. But again, it's Buzz, so he gets away with it. And I definitely get think of some members of my family that had done some shit along these lines that used to get away with it. I mean, I think we've if we have if you have a sibling, you know that that's yeah, just some shit that happened, right? Or you were the one doing it. it well. The yeah. general you. I yeah, don't out yeah, yourself, yeah, yeah, Joe, yeah, yeah. on the video. <laughs> I think my sister and myself have done it both <laughs> no, to, yeah, to I, each I, other. I've been there for sure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Buzz humiliates cavities by you know, drumming on his back with, with yeah. the candles, putting them up to his ears. And then, of course, Kevin, in a fit of rage, you know, de- deservingly so, in my opinion. <laughs> the whole fucking audience is laughing at him. Uncle, I know. Uncle Frank's losing it. The, Uncle Frank's getting getting uh, really off on this. Uh, yeah, he... he, he the only people that actually look upset are, are Kate and uh, Peter. Everybody else is cracking up. But like, they, they, like Buzz is doing this, and they're just like fine with it. Well, and then Kevin pushes Buzz over, and everybody falls. And then the old lady on the piano. Oh my god, like, the old lady on the piano backwards. That that bitch's fucking neck is broken. <laughs> she like falls off the st- stool, off the stage. Oh my god, Kevin, are you going to apologize to this poor woman who died? No. <laughs> Sandy Claus, don't yeah. visit the funeral home, uh, little yeah, exactly, buddy. Exactly, exactly. So then we get this scene where Buzz is giving his big apology, and it's like played up like he's trying to be super serious, but we all know how Buzz operates. He beat that, you little trout sniffer. Uh, yeah. Everybody's clapping for Buzz after he fucking like gives, he's like, oh, the uh, gentle, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, uh, <laughs> I just want to say that I apologize, and it was a stupid, immature joke. Um and that I'm so sorry, Kevin, and blah 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 blah. I, I would like to. Catherine Harris like that was the sweetest thing I ever heard. Yeah, I, I would like to hope there's a scene later where where John Hurd pulls him to the side and is like, "Yeah, Buzz, I didn't want to embarrass you in front of the rest of the family, but yeah, your your allowance is docked yeah. for the next like three months. Like I'm taking away your pornos. Yeah, like come on, Buzz, what the fuck? <laughs> this was a Christmas thing at the school. Like come on, like he's just... gonna get picked on for like the rest of the year. This isn't something that you recover what from. What is Buzz doing there? No, I'm just like th- I was thinking about that. Like when Kevin goes back to school, yeah. like after vacation, like he's now ear boy, or, or like he's getting ripped. I mean, Kevin oh, yeah. can handle it, and he- he'll like push back. Like yeah. I don't think he's gonna be bullied for long. But I was just thinking, like Buzz, what are you you're, like giving your 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 kid brother like 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 uh, eternal torture? Uh, well, yeah, I guess so. Well, he also got beat up for having that uh, sweater with the bird knitted on it too from his grandma. This is you know? true. This is true. So so Kevin's like, no, I'm not apologizing. Mm-hmm. And basically goes off on the whole family and is sent back on the third floor. <laughs> He's like, I don't care. Piss all over me, Fuller. I don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah. And that's, this is where he tells mom, like, yeah, I'm always getting crapped on. Well, I love this, too, because, like, in the first one, he's like, he's like, I, I wish you'd all disappear for Christmas. And he's and she's like, say it again. Maybe it'll happen. And this one, he's like, no, fuck you. I don't want to go to Florida. I hope I can just go on my own vacation. Yeah, I'd have a better which, time. Which actually happened. Right. Yeah, wow. you know? <laughs> but, like. He wishes for it, and he's not, like, upset about it. I mean, he's mad at the moment because yeah. Buzz, again, humiliated him. But, yeah. No, when it actually right. happens, like, when he actually lost New York Oh, GM. right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, next day, again, we get the repeat of the first movie where the uh, the, the the airport people come in. They knock the fucking statue <laughs> over, of course. All of those gags are funny. Yeah. And then it's We like, did it again! <laughs> we slept in again! The music playing. And then Uncle Frank, he's like, yeah, you got to work on these wake up calls, yeah, Peter. Yeah. It's like, Uncle Frank, shut the fuck up. <laughs> you're not wrong this one time, but fu- shut the fuck up. If it makes you feel any better, I forgot my reading glasses. Yeah. Uh, so they're running to the fucking airport and, you know. Everyone's there this time. They every- check. Everyone's there. Kevin's got Park, his ticket. in a pear tree. Yeah. Why are we fucking with trying to put batteries? Like, I've been there before where, like, no, I need to do this, my, my shit with my Game Boy right now before we get to wherever we're going 
so I can have peace of mind. He's trying to put batteries in his fucking talk boy. And like, dad's well, he's got to listen to the music on the plane. Dad's also neglecting him because he's like, well, they're You're super late. I want to check my bag. Okay, come on. And like, he runs in front. I would never run in front of yeah. my kid. I don't care how old they are. You well, know how I mean? much of a hurry you're yeah, in. Like, yeah, like, yeah. I'm making sure that that fucking 10-year-old child is, like, in front of me. Right, right. He ends up... He, he, there's another <laughs> guy with the exact same fucking jacket on as John Hurd. Right, right. I, and, I was going to say, though, it's like... It's a four-letter word, Joe. Plot. That's, plot. That, I know, that's, that's I know, why. I know, I know. But I know. you're right. It's a stretch, but not, not it, too it, much. It's believable enough in the context of a Home Alone sequel. It's believable because Catherine O'Hare and John Hurd are negligent parents, especially to Kevin. Yeah, like, Catherine <laughs> O'Hare feels bad about it, but yeah, definitely. Well, yeah, but she also, like, also facilitates it. Yeah, <laughs> because they get to the gate, and it's like, well, I want to wait and make sure everybody's here, and then, like, John Hurd, who just, like, forgot about last year, I guess. Just like, ah, oh, don't worry about it. We gotta get on the plane. It'll be fine. Because Kevin, he saw Kevin, so he's like, oh, it's good. He's here somewhere. Yeah, like, he's in the airport. Where could he be? Like, you need the buddy system. You got 14 fucking yeah. people going on this plane. Well, that wouldn't work with Buzz either. He'd probably, like, sticking with Buzz. Buzz doesn't give a shit. <laughs> sticking with fucking Fuller. Well, that's a good point. Fuller yeah. seems to be everywhere. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, he gets on the wrong plane in New York, and I, I kind of like how they do this because he runs into the flight attendant uh, and drops his boarding pass. It, it and, makes sense. And then he's on the plane, and the guy's talking French next to him, so he puts the headphones on, and he misses the he's announcement. Like, he's, like, asking him, like, where he's, he's like, a tourist from France. Like, in French, he's like, oh, yeah. I'm a tourist from France, and I'm, do you know any good restaurants? Are you even listening to me? Oh, right, yeah. Someone typed it out on IMDb, yeah. the whole thing, and, he, and it's like, oh, come on, I don't speak any English. Kind of work with me here. <laughs> and Kevin's like, what is this puts Chris, his, yeah. Mr. Me? Puts his fucking Tom Petty in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then uh, I love how we see like the planes land and Kevin comes out and it's kind of like a callback to the first one when he's like comes downstairs. Mom, uh, yeah, with, with all the people Frank. coming out. Why is the third person always Uncle Frank? Uncle Frank hates this kid and he hates Uncle Frank. <laughs> he's one of the other adults that's always around. Uncle Frank, is just a joke? <laughs> Imagine he just starts saying that. <laughs> well, he runs into Ali Sheedy and he, he's yeah. Like, oh my god, from the from the Breakfast Club. Yeah, she's yeah. there and um, he's like, uh, "Excuse me, where, where am I?" And she's like, "It's New York City, sir." <laughs> Yikes, I did it again. Are you okay, sir? <laughs> he just like backs away yeah. slowly. He's like that Homer meme. He just goes into the fucking bushes. Yeah. He doesn't know what to do. And then he's like, oh shit, I'm in New York and I got a bag full of money. A, a lot <laughs> And a credit card with no limit because my dad's disgustingly rich. Yeah. I'm going out for a fucking Christmas on the town. Oh, yeah. the big, taking a bite of the big apples, Sean. Dude, he gets a cab. From the airport, he goes over the fucking, I guess it was at the George Washington or the Brooklyn or Bridge or some shit. I don't know. One of those bridges. I, I've only been on the bridge. I don't know what it's yeah. called. But yeah, and basically goes to New York, goes all over the place, goes in like the World Trade Center, and he's like looking through like the binoculars and everything. It, man, I... For some he's reason, having a grand old time. For some reason, I always forget about that part, and it's so weird to like see well, it. They cut it out of the TV version for a long time. Well, like, after. Whole section. Yeah. Right. At, well, right after 9-11. Yeah. Uh, but like only recently have they started putting back in. So unless you have like the DVD or yeah. Blu-ray or the VHS, like, just, you're not seeing that part. I, I just forgot. And then yeah. I saw it. Oh, I was yeah. like, oh, and I was like, oh, and, but it's cool because they were like at the top and like did this huge like pull out and yeah. stuff like over the city. It was pretty, it's impressive. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And, and then you cut to the, uh, Kevin's having this great day out, out and about New York city enjoying he's getting, himself. He's getting fucking candy and uh, pizza and looking it, around, seeing all the sights. Here comes on the conveyor belt. Kevin's bag <laughs> in Miami. This scene, another one that just totally kills me. And this is one, 
that that was quoted for years. Again, I I have a cousin named Kevin, so yeah. that also oh, plays into it go. a yeah, little yeah, bit. Yeah. So we'd always be yo Kevin, because <laughs> that's that's this scene. Give this to Kevin. Give, Give this, this to Kevin. Kevin. The bag. Give this to Kevin. A fuller Wait. with the old couple at the end is classic. Kevin's not here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I love how it gets down to every person and finally to dad. And then and dad's like, Wait, Wait what? what? <laughs> and then that's mom does the classic Kevin and faints. Yeah. Kevin! Uh, it's still funny. It's funnier than yeah. the first one. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's what they're going for. They're trying to elevate the joke. And in the first one, she's sitting down. She does faint. But this one, uh, she still faints, but she's going... Like, oh, a, like oh. a tree going timber. Yeah, she's going down. Yeah. Uh, uh. Um. So Kevin's walking around New York, and uh, on his escapades, he passes a fish market, <laughs> and this fucking truck pulls in, and uh, there we are. Yes. Oh, right. Yeah. We step out. We step. Well, we're behind. You smell that, Sean? It smells like fish. It's freedom, Sean. <laughs> I love how everything just goes over Marv's head. <laughs> like he's easy, but also fish. <laughs> I, I do like the way that they kind of, for lack of a better term, evolve their characters in this film. Yeah. Because, uh, like, Harry was always a smart one, but, like, I like in this one that, like, they play him up that, like, yeah, he's smarter, but he's not, like, some genius. He's just got it kind of figured out a little better. He, he's, still I, a, he's still a fool, like a, he, like a right, petty criminal. Yeah. Right, but he's at least got some ideas. Yeah. Uh, and then Marv, like, he's still an idiot, but I feel like they play up some of his idiotisms, if that's even a word, like... More in this one, almost like kind of like a Steve Brule effect, like you know, like and Tim and Eric, Steve Brule was always kind of an idiot, but he came like way dumber in his own show. Yeah, well, like for, for comedic effect, his hyperbolic shit that he always says, yeah, like, yeah. in reference to whatever Harry's talking about. Right, yeah. Mar Marv's definitely plays that stuff up more in this film, especially like when he starts like grabbing like change out of sand. Oh my god, he's cold. Now he's now they're the sticky bandits, so right. he's got a big fucking. He's got this tape on his hand. He's like stealing change out of people's shit. Uh, I I do want to mention one thing that's apparently in the novelization of this. So I okay. Guess Maybe one day a book to the movie will be in our future. Hold on. That needs to happen because I want to know how they translate all of the injuries to a well, book. Well, that is a good point. Yeah. CB, let us know. Yeah, like, I, I need get to, in contact. Need to know this. Uh, I have to read this. So apparently in the beginning of the novelization, which is like a prologue to the film. Do you see the prison break? I don't know. It was just oh, okay. it was just a couple of sentences on IMDb. Again, it, it, maybe they lied to me. Maybe yeah. maybe IMDb lied. They, they but... escaped, by the way, Harry and Marv, after a prison riot. The Wet Bandits got out somehow. Yeah, they escaped with Richard Pryor and fucking uh, 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 G. Wilder. Mickey and Mallory Knox were there. They yeah. killed fucking uh, Tom Sizemore. It was uh, a whole yeah. thing. Well, it was you know Raw Shake yeah. and uh, you know Night Owl and the gang. They came and <laughs> they were breaking out somebody, or they were breaking out Raw Shack. That's what it was. Oh they, yeah, that's what it is. Andy Dufresne's walking around. Right, and, right. Mickey gets changed. Sword in half, Correct. Mickey from Seinfeld. Yes. Uh, but yeah, so apparently Marv has a nightmare in prison uh, where he and Harry sneak away from the cops, I guess at the end of the last movie, and uh, they return to Kevin's house to seek revenge, and then Kevin bolts into the garage with Harry and Marv in hot pursuit, and then they end up triggering some extra traps that Kevin had apparently set up in the garage. Okay. And then Kevin watches... As Marv ends up triggering a trap where a running lawnmower falls on his head. <laughs> and it like cuts his I head. I guess and like fucks up his hair or something. Oh man, we should like film that. The lot like the lost Marv scene. Uh, I mean, from we got the costumes Home Alone now. too. <laughs> and why not? I mean, we might as well go back. Give me the fucking hat. Well, yeah, there you do, go. Do that French steward uh, bit that we had. <laughs> I did the Photoshop of uh, at, at the time a couple years back of open your mind, Marv. Oh, oh yeah, dude. We'll do some Quado shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Total uh, recall. That's like Leprechaun too. When he kills that fucking guy with the lawnmower? Oh, yeah, 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 no, yeah, literally. Or or the Chucky remake, or oh, Child's Play remake, also, I should say. This is also true. 
So then Kevin goes to the Plaza Hotel yeah. and uh, he meets our 45th president of the United States. <laughs> Uh, which I love the video where the, somebody replaced him with the special edition job of the hut. Oh my that's god, fucking that's hilarious! So yeah, I mean, not saying it here, folks. Yeah, Trump's in the movie. Yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, uh, whatever. He, he owned was, the plaza at the time. It like, is what it is. He was like a, he and was he was like a, a different. It was a different time. It was a different time. Big name. It was just something totally yeah. different. I mean, it was just pre-apprentice. Think yeah. about it that way. Yeah, and it's a cameo. Yeah. So he goes in and he meets Tim Curry. And uh, and the and cousin it's wife from fucking cousin Adam's it's family. wife's there. Rob Schneider's there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's fucking really funny in this movie? Yeah. Cedric. C- yeah. Uh, always asking for the run tip. along, Cedric. The 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 tip through line is great because I, I just want to talk about that just briefly. <laughs> so Kevin gives him the gum at first. Well, hold on. <laughs> There's one thing I want to know because okay, okay. that talk boy TM comes back and oh, he like right, records yeah. himself. He records himself like making uh, a reservation as his dad, and he's like he's like. Hard. Right, it's just Peter right, McAllister, the father. Uh, the father. The father. <laughs> mention that the father. I need, I need a room with a TV and one of those little fridges with the key yeah. and a king size bed. Credit card, you got yeah, it. Credit card, no problem. <laughs> anyway, yeah, but yeah, I, I do love the running joke with the tip where first he gives him gum, the fucking fruit stripe gum, by the way. Yes, yes. Then the second time, he's like, ah, I still have some of my tip from last time, and Kevin pulls out like. A thousand dollars, and it's like, oh, I guess okay, wait, you don't wait, wait, want wait. it. And then, like the 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 final one is a buzz gives him a gum at the he, end, like, th- puts it in his hand. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's a something, funny joke. And he says something about his family. He's like, oh, nice family. Or yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah. Uh, by the way, that fruit stripe gum is running out of flavor. Like the minute he walks down the oh, fucking yeah, hallway. By the way, yeah, yeah. But yeah, he checks in, and Tim Curry kind of tells uh, Rob Schneider, like, yeah, keep an eye on him. This is a little fishy. Like this ten year old just shows up. Herbert Hoover stayed here. The vacuum guy. <laughs> Uh, no, the president. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, get, we get some of the montage scenes of Kevin in the fucking hotel. We, you know, he does we the, get the swimming angel- pool scene. Yeah, the swimming pool scene where he loses his underwear. Or, yeah, his fucking drawers. Or uh, I guess his dad's drawers, I guess, is what those I, actually are. Because it's his dad's did, bag. Yeah, but like, did his dad, did did Peter like have his swim trunks in his fucking bag? With, like, have. Uh, maybe. I mean, he's pulling that string all the way to keep it on, <laughs> so I no wonder it flew off him. We get Angels with Filthier Souls, the movie within yeah, the movie. Yeah, yeah. Which Even is, filthier. Yeah, there you go. It, it's, well, while some guy's just serving Kevin like $100 <laughs> worth of ice cream. <laughs> Uh, two scoops or three. He's like, three, I'm not driving. Yeah, it's fucking great, dude. Like, oh and then, God. of course, the Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. Well, that's a classic. Yeah. One, two, and he just unloads. You and smooching with everybody. Yeah. Little mole with the gimpy leg. Tony Bob. Cliff. Cheeks. Yeah. <laughs> I could go on forever, baby. Uh, that's a bit that, that does not lose its luster no. at all, because mm-hmm. that could very easily just just dive right into the fucking toilet and, and i just think it's just hilarious the way they make that joke like, work again like in the first one with like the snakes and all that shit yeah with, that was the funny part snakes like, snakes i don't know snakes yeah, yeah. sounded like a snake but yeah but like the way that they did it again in this totally works and it i don't know it's fucking hilarious it, it works great especially when uh so so tim curry like breaks into the <laughs> the room like later that night and uh, he doesn't he doesn't believe Kevin. He thinks something's off. He thinks something's off because it's, it's just his kid by himself because he's fucking ten. Yeah, and he looks yeah. like a. To be fair, he looks like a vagabond. And it's a Plaza Hotel. It's like this, yeah, like five star, like five star yeah, hotel, yeah, yeah. expensive as hell place. So he sets up this inflatable bozo and fucking like 
like puppeteers it in the in the bathtub and he plays the Uncle Frank recording that he did. Oh my god. It's fucking hilarious. The funniest part of this fucking scene though is like when Tim Curry reacts to him yelling at him <laughs> and he runs away and he smashes the shit out of his kneecap on this like coffee table, this so, end table. So good. And he's like falls oh, over. Oh, you're cooking, Frankie. It's it, it's definitely also like shows like Kevin still does this shit. Like the first movie, where he's got the whole setup for the Jingle Bell Rock scene. Yeah, it, it's reminiscent of that. Then we get these intercut scenes, of course, with the fan, like you know, Peter and Kate. Yeah, like, Miami. Look, like look at or in Miami, like talking about Kevin. How, you know, he's gone obviously, and they're talking to the cop, and it's like, oh, that's that's rough. That's gonna be fucking embarrassing. Uh, yeah, like parents. oh yeah, we did this last year by accident. Oops. Stay the f- McAllister. Stay the fuck home for Christmas. Yeah. What you have this beautiful, giant, beautiful house. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's nice and snowy in Chicago. It's very cozy yeah. and beautiful. What the fuck are you going to Florida for? I mean, especially it's... taking Frank's word in that shitty ass motel. Well, I wouldn't say Uncle Frank's word for anything. No. I mean, the man went to fucking hell and came <laughs> back. For all we know, you know what I just realized? <laughs> that scene when they're in Florida at that hotel. It's the Dolphin Something Hotel. Yeah, I yeah, was gonna yeah. make the joke that Daniel Baldwin's like de- a couple. Of- oh, he owns it. No, he owns the fucking. I know, place. but that's the same one from yesterday's Target where he pulls the fucking thing out of his leg. He owns it now with uh, the, the Dolphin Dive Hotel. I don't know. Meanwhile, there's some kind of uh, uh, temporal distortion <laughs> in this hotel, and and is in the next room over, he's also there hanging out with uh, 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 T.K. Carter. Well, well, I was gonna say with with James Woods oh, and yeah. uh, uh, Mark Mark Woods Booth or what the fuck is that guy? James Jim, who? I forget his name. Uh, uh, basically, vampires is my point. John Hughes Buchanan. There you go. <laughs> John Hughes Buchanan. By the way, uh, I, I, we. I guess we've kind of talked about some MDU shit this episode, but not really. I mean, we kind of did. Uh, <laughs> we okay. just did. Yeah, I mean, John Hughes, John Hughes Buchanan kind of came up in the Baby's Day Out episode because yes. we were talking about how Baby's Day Out was basically a Home Alone movie. It's it's a fucking Home Alone movie with a baby. Uh, yeah, it's basically like John Hughes did this movie. He was like, how could I do this again? And this is before 3 was a thing. And it was yeah. like, Baby's Day Out! Yeah, yeah. Well, Macaulay Culkin's not going to come back again. No. So, so let's just go to an infant, I suppose. I, I don't know. That movie's pretty funny. It's not good, but no. much like Big Bully, it is entertaining as hell. When Joe Montana gets his fucking dick stomped out by that guy from Little Giants, it's, it's still the Giants funniest. Man. It's the funniest thing. And Joey Pants is there. He gets punched by a fucking yeah, gorilla. Like, it's uh, funny. They fall in horse cum. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that is a movie that, without saying it, because I don't want to say a thing that isn't actually uh, crystallized and, and already in, in a can somewhere, but Baby's Day Out will make a return on this show. In a particular capacity that I will not reveal at this moment. Well, this is also true. So Kevin um, goes downstairs, and Tim Curry's there, and he's like, he's like, oh, I'm trying for that little altercation. He's like, Mr. McAllister. Oh right, yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, my dad left. He's really pissed. He's really pissed, and he's like, he's like, well, I'd like to apologize to him, like personally. And he's like, he's like, if you saw a guy, if somebody looked at you in the shower, would you want to talk to yeah, that buck, guy? Buck naked. Yeah. And he's like, oh, no, I suppose not. Uh, your limousine's here and a pizza. Yeah. Courtesy of the Plaza Hotel. I love Rob Schneider on like one knee, like he's proposing one cheese pizza for you, <laughs> Mr. McAllister. He opens it up. Also, the limo driver. Yeah, I was like, that guy sounds familiar and looks familiar. He's the fucking guy from Men in Black, who's like arguing with Will Smith. He's like, yeah, I think he threw him off the roof. <laughs> oh and my he, god! He's like any yeah, any time, five minutes, whatever. Yeah, yeah, and he's yeah. like, about five minutes on the stairmaster, you pudgy bastard. <laughs> oh my god! That's the fucking guy. Wow. Uh, well, th- well, that guy, 
takes him to another MDUI con at oh, Duncan's Toy Chest. Mr. Duncan, there he is. Uh, look yes. At my, look at my, if this is not FAO Schwartz, it's it's Duncan's Toy Chest. I, I talk about the movie dumpster universe and baby's fucking day out. Uh, Eddie Bracken. Uh, yeah, Eddie Bracken, who also, which we haven't really ever talked about, but also was the, f- owns Wally World, by the way. He owns Wally World. He was a fuck. he's a, he, I think there's a lineage of Eddie Bracken because he's also a fucking corpse, too. Yes. He's, but that, that's his, the end of his story. He, he's, he had a case of the stubborn. He you know? had a case of the stubborn. He just would not die. Uh, he, he was a veteran. He, Christian Slater made him sneeze his nose off. <laughs> right, yeah. but yeah, he was a veteran. That's where he met the baby from Baby's Day Out. <laughs> but he was also in this movie, yeah, I love, owning a toy store. I love children, and uh, uh, I have a Christmas time, and I'm going to give all the money to the to the children's hospital because I'm a nice guy. Yeah, I mean he is. I mean he is I, a nice I, guy. Mister Duncan's a sweet guy. This movie has a lot of very nice older people uh, that that you kind of want to root for, and you kind of feel bad for, for sure. Uh, you don't just get the southbound shovel slayer. You kind of get it split into a few different characters. Yeah, we have two. Well, we have opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah, oh, where yeah, you yeah. have like a wealthy guy not being a piece of shit, and then you have a poor woman being very sweet and kind of yes. rejecting society, which is we'll talk about. Yeah, well, we're about to get to her. Yeah, yeah But yeah. Uh, the the kind of key thing in this scene, besides two turtle doves, right? Because <laughs> he gets the turtle doves from you give Mr. one Duncan. To, you give one to somebody you love and you a friend, and you're always together at Christmas yes, or something. Because because yeah. Kevin gives him the donation out of his shoveling money. Yes. Uh, and he and he feels very touched by that. Yeah. But we also get the reveal that Harry and Marv are like staying in these little fucking yeah, munchkin houses. Yeah. Which, which they discuss in this like classic ice rig scene where, where Marv steals like mittens and a hat <laughs> and fucking earmuffs from somebody while while Harry's like dishing out the, the fucking plan. Who would be stupid enough to knock over a toy store on Christmas Eve? Us. That's basically what he does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're in these little houses. It's fucking hilarious. They keep like freezing every time people walk by. Oh, yeah. Like they're, like they're naturally supposed yeah, to be there. Yeah, they're yeah, like, yeah. Uh, but yeah, they're, they're basically going to hang out till the place closes. Yeah, and they're going to steal all the money for the charity. Exactly. So Kevin leaves. He buys some of this monster sap soap, which is going to be important later. That like green shit. That I he always uses. wanted that, and they, that was like a limited edition thing that came out yes. for the movie. I, I was reading. It's that. like don't even look it up on eBay. It's super expensive. It's fucking stupid expensive. <laughs> but if you have one laying around the house, you're like, I don't want this. Make a buck. Movie dumpster. PO box nine one eight. Send it to me. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Do that instead of yeah. what I said. <laughs> but this is where you finally get the meeting of Kevin and the burglars again. And Kevin does a patented scream as he as Marv reaches out to him while Harry's like, hello, pal. <laughs> Hi, you pal. Yeah. yeah. And they chase him to Central Park. And uh, we get some shenanigans dur- during this chase where he, he gets like some fucking pearls and he gets him the trip on that he buys from like a street vendor. He gets it from Chocolate Chip Charlie from My yes. Demon Lover. He's there <laughs> yeah, exactly, telling fortunes, yeah, yeah. but he buys the pearls from him. Cass is hanging out yeah. there trying to get some tail. <laughs> he's finds, playing, he's playing saxophone for Christmas. <laughs> so he's playing Christmas carols. But he gets away from him this time. So he runs back to the hotel. Yeah, but now Tim Curry has like cracked the code that like. Well, he went full Grinch because he the, the, yeah that, the, that scene with the Grinch I love the, into yeah, his smile. the transition is so good of that. Where he finds out that the credit card was stolen because that was basically how the the cops in Miami said, okay, well this is how we're gonna find out where your kid is, but. If we we say it's it's stolen, it'll get flagged. But why? But like, why say it's stolen? Why just be like, well, where's the last charge from? I, I wonder. If maybe, it, like, like, what, what is that about? Maybe that's where the tech was at the time. That's all they could do. Or, I then plot. I mean, I hate to always just go back to that, but but they have no. It would have to the the technology would have to be there for the charge to go through. No, yeah, yeah. So I don't like, know. the charge is being recorded somewhere. 
where's it being recorded? And be like, well, where was that charge from? Oh, New York? Well, I guess he's in fucking New York at the Plaza Hotel. Call the fucking Plaza Hotel. Right. Instead, Tim Curry's got to fucking, like, prove a point that, like, that this kid's scamming what, them. What an asshole. And he, like, Does goes, he get paid more for that, I guess? No, he's just a fucking dipshit. And he, like, wants to go after Kevin. Yeah. And, you know, and so then he chases him up to his room. And well, I like, love Kevin slides under fucking cousin its <laughs> wife. I wish I could remember her damn name. I wrote it down. I like, forgot. I, it's cousin its wife. Uh, but it's Rob Schneider and Tim Curry like tackler. Oh my god! Yeah, they, they hit the floor hard. I love. I'm a big fan of like where you cut somebody off like right before they say a curse, and that's like one of my favorite parts is like when he sits up. Yeah, and he's like, "You little shit!" And the fucking elevator, elevator closes. Closes. Yeah, yeah. I just had deja vu like crazy. Yes, do tell. That's it. Oh, okay. Just this looking. Oh, oh, looking. oh, yeah. Anyway. So you, you don't say, because we're watching Home Alone <laughs> 2, where there's a lot of familiar things out Yeah, happen. well, I'm okay with it, No, though. me too. Uh, so, yeah, speaking of, he goes yeah. upstairs, and he goes into his room, and he fires up that videotape again, and he knows exactly where to pause it, because Kevin's a master by now. He's he's really good at editing uh, yeah. uh, on that fuck with that uh, fucking yeah, remote. He could have done that as a career later uh, in life uh, if he would have uh, liked uh, to. It's very impressive. Even compensating for that little piece where there's no audio for like a yes, second. Yes, yes. <laughs> I, I think I kind of like this one better than the one with Marv and the pizza guy from the first one just because just the, the way it all comes together. The funnier part is Marv in the true in that first well, you know, well, when he has the conversation with Joe Pesci in the car. I think that's funnier than what happens. Right. When, well, snakes, yeah, snakes. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, know. Snakes. Yeah. But this one is just funny because you have Tim Curry on his knees. I love you. <laughs> I love you. And you have the the Cliff joke. The guy, the bellhop's name's Cliff. Like he's smooching everybody. He was smooching my brother. And Tim Curry's like, that's <laughs> preposterous. Yeah. And then the, like, the phony Bob Cliff. He's like, no, it's not true. It's a lie. So then Kevin gets the classic machine gun scene lined up, and they there's they, a maniac with a shot with a, with a gun on the floor, crawling on his arms like fucking Solid Snake or something. Uh, but then Kevin gets caught by by Harry and Marv. He jumps off a loading dock in the back right into Joe Pesci's Whoa! hands. And I love this scene because Joe Pesci's hands up and you see like the big M burned in I his hand. It. It's pretty fucking yeah. good. And, and there's scenes later and I kind of love the attention to detail where Joe Pesci's like tapping doorknobs because he's yeah, not chancing he, it. Yeah, he doesn't want to burn his yeah, hand. Yeah, yeah. So then... He's not looking up though, ever. No, well, <laughs> and Marv's never looking down. He's got the... He talk, again, talk about baby's fucking day out. He's got the baby's day out vision. Doesn't look below his knees. Yeah. But uh, Marv spills the beans because he can't... He's got to tell somebody about it, I guess. And Kevin records it. So We're knocking over Duncan's toy chest. Uh, uh, at, at, at midnight. At midnight tonight. That fucking talk boy's rolling. Yeah. So then there's like this uh, woman that... that Marv hit on previously. You know, Kevin doesn't know this, but it's like a callback to an earlier scene. And uh, they're going to just shoot Kevin in the park. They don't give a shit. Yeah, they're ready to blow this kid's brains yeah. out. And uh, he, Kevin pinches this woman's ass, points at Marv. Marv smiles, and she punches the shit out of him. I think she ends She kind of looks like Missy Piles. You a think little she, bit. She fucking, she, she, she ends up dating Marv for uh, four. Ah, uh, yeah, she punched well, him in the hello. face and then slipped into his pocket or number because she was a little turned on by the whole thing. Maybe. He did it. Did what? Pow, right yeah. in the fucking kisser. Uh-huh. So then Kevin ends up back, you know, running away, and he, and he goes- Well, he goes to, to Uncle Rob's Uncle house. Uncle Rob's house. Who, Uncle Rob, by the way, is the filthy rich motherfucker who has the house in France that they- Right, were, for they, the first one. For the first one, you know, the one, uh, the house that's like- with the view of the Eiffel Tower, and I don't know, Uncle Rob just bought a fucking brownstone in New York, and he's renovating the entire thing. Uh, gutting like, it. This is like fuck you money to the ninth power. Uh, yeah. The whole McAllister clan has a, are, are fucking loaded. And Kevin hasn't even gotten in there yet, no. but 
he goes and he's like walking around and he ends up like in the park. And this is where we get one of like the probably the creepiest scene in the whole movie where he's like out in the dark. I love I love the way it's shot, too, because it's all like up like up from the from the you know shooting up at everybody because everybody's bigger than he is right when i think this actually might be the scene where where harry and marv are kind of like yeah kids kids are scared of the park (laughs) kids are scared of the park yeah grown men don't go into the park and don't come out alive yeah i mean you got like the working girls like saying are you lost kid like the drunk somebody to read you a bedtime story the drunk guy (laughs) like screaming in his face taxi yeah the the taxi driver ain't much pretty in here kids scary out there ain't too much better yeah, than here kid yeah. and then eventually he runs into pigeon lady which i'm sad we never get this woman's actual name but pigeon lady is i think what she's actually credited as yeah but that's not the point no well because much like the first movie he's judging her by her appearance and is is scared of her and screaming in her face he gets his foot even stuck. though like you know he's she saves him yeah saves him and then he realizes oh fuck I fucked up again. He sees her. I fucking blew it again. He sees her early in the movie and he looks at her and goes, oh, sick. Yeah, and sick. Then oh my God, how rude. <laughs> but then finds out she's just, she had a bad fucking string of things happen to her. Her husband left her. Yeah. She had a mental breakdown. She but, couldn't take love anymore. She don't have her heart broken again. Buys her a cup of, a cup of hot chocolate. They yes. go They go to the, the I don't know. Carnery, where, Carnery Hall. They go to Carnegie Hall. Yeah. yeah and there you go. And they're watching a, a some fucking, probably watching John Williams down there. <laughs> Right, playing the movie, scoring Christmas music, <laughs> and I, I there's ca- like this cool rollerblade analogy, real quick, where he, you know, he compares like uh the rollerblades to her heart. Like I, I had a pair of rollerblades and I kept them in a box. I only wore them like once in my room, but I never used them. And then you know what happened? My feet were too big for him when I wanted to use them later. And he was, it's basically like you shouldn't let that one bad experience deter mm-hmm. you from trying to love somebody else. Or right, like, like put yourself out there. Or else yeah, you're put yourself out there or else you're never going to know or like, you know, it's not going to work. It, the, the the longer you wait, the less, the the, the window closes. Yeah, you know? and, and, and I also like where kind of she tells him like, you know, well, what you could do tonight because it's Christmas Eve, like do a good deed to outweigh a bad deed because he tells him like how oh, he's done some bad stuff yeah. and like he ruined Christmas or whatever again. Yeah. And so this kind of puts that seed in his head that he wants to save the children's hospital because it's it's fucked up that they're going to rob these kids and Mr. Duncan, like these people that really need the money, because like there's even like a really touching scene after he leaves where yeah. he actually goes to the children's hospital to like check it out. And there's like a little boy in the window who's like, clearly getting like cancer treatment. And he like pictures himself like as the yeah, kid. Yeah, yeah. And like his good deed is to fucking bust Marv and Harry. <laughs> yeah, like this is dangerous as shit. I know what these guys are already capable of. Like, but fuck it, I need to do this. But I love that because it's like, well, the first movie he's they they want to break into his house because that's the silver tuna. But like this one, he's like, fuck it, I'm gonna like go after them because I know exactly what they're gonna do. Exactly. Oh, it's kind of cool. And I love the 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 plans. You know, everyone I'm sure that was a fan Operation of this movie. Ho Ho Ho. Uh, uh, everyone's fan of this movie as a kid was probably drawing their own up. I AVG ended an episode on Home Alone. Yeah. They even have Macaulay Culkin in the yep. episode, but they even had their own plans. <laughs> uh, I I feel like that's like a rite of passage if you're a fan of this movie as I, a kid. I think so. Not, I, that, not that an adult couldn't do it, but that's like something I feel like as a kid you're always like doing the plans. Yeah, and thinking about it, like what would you do if yeah, like yeah. Mary. Har- Mary, uh, Harry and Marv like bl- broke into your house. Yeah, exactly. Or, yeah. or, or a robbers or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Break out the camcorder. Let's yeah. film it. <laughs> and when we do and a BB gun. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, we didn't have the blowtorch and no. the kerosene, but we had the, the Legos maybe. and the cars, yeah, maybe. Yeah, 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 the yeah. hash trucks. The paint cans, definitely. Uh, yeah. Well, we weren't hitting people with them, but we had them. So then we get to the, the climax of this film. Man. Meanwhile, mom's already gotten there, by the way. I wanted to oh, mention the, this briefly. The whole, yeah, the whole family's there. They're at the Plaza Hotel. 
because there's this, this great scene where they confront Tim Curry. Yeah. And 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 dad and mom are just like, you guys really fucked up. Like my kids in fucking lost New York TM. Like, where is he? You chased him away. Yeah. And he's like, oh, well, the credit card. Uh, uh well, to make up for it, we'll give you the room that's basically a fucking house inside this hotel that has like three stories the, and like six rooms. The penthouse suite. Yeah. Uh, and they're like, yeah, but our kid's still missing. And they're like discussing what to do next. Yeah. And Tim Curry tries to like give his two cents. And they're like, uh, uh, yeah, you fucked up enough. And like Kate McAllister slaps the shit out of him. And Tim Curry's like holding back tears like. Uh, do make sure to bundle up. It's cold outside. Uh, that's the Tim Curry exits the movie. Great. And it's uh, we love you, Tim. It's a bit part, but like it, it's so memorable. It adds so much. Yeah, to the it movie. really does. But then, yeah. So Kevin, he goes to stop them. No macaroni and cheese this time. No. I wonder if he ever ate that macaroni and cheese. Like went back and had it later. Maybe. Heated it up again. Yeah. Probably wasn't as good, but yeah. Twice baked macaroni and cheese. Mm, actually sounds pretty good. Frozen dinner. Yeah. So uh, he goes to, they go to Uncle Rob's house and um, it, it the fucking, the brownstone death trap has been set up <laughs> and we're doing it in motion. <laughs> well, because he's got him on camera. They got to get that camera back. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. They break into the to Duncan's toy chest. Fucking. Well, well, hold on. Happy Hanukkah, Marv! Happy Hanukkah, Marv! Merry Christmas, Harry! Merry Christmas, Harry! Classic line. Drops that fucking window with a brick with a note on it, and uh, it just never stops, It doesn't dude. stop from They, there, like, yeah. chase him. They jump on a fucking... Uh, a board. A, a board on a trash can, and Harry goes flying into a fucking car. He should be dead right there. <laughs> right looks, there, he's it, done. It looks like he fell, like, 20 stories. <laughs> <under the skull. laughs> and he's just, like, slaying them, like, <laughs> So then, yeah, they, they, they go to the brownstone and we he's, get the brick-throwing scene. Kevin's throwing bricks at him and he's hitting Marv every fucking time in the head. That's another scene, for some reason, that I always see, like, edited down on TV and, like, they just, like, throw, like, one brick. and To they cut, cut down to violence. And I'm like, really? Like, and the runtime. It's pretty long, this fucking movie. It's two hours, like, on the dot. Yeah. With credits. And, I mean, we, we could literally go down the line of all these traps, but I don't know if I necessarily want to do that. There's no, like, but... There's a few I want to mention. I just, yeah, I just want to mention, because I, I think I think they really outdo themselves from the first movie in this one. Yeah, like... They, he they, has a lot more at his disposal because the brownstone's being worked on, so he right. has all these tools and paint blow torches dinners. and paint thinners and all kinds of shit. Uh, wood polish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, like, varnish, varnish and, yeah, and yeah. like, uh, uh, arc welding machines and shit. Yeah, I mean... And I'll mention that green shit he bought at the toy store because he does use it in two traps specifically. On the ladder outside, he yeah. sprays it that that Harry jumps to and slips and breaks his ass on. Yeah. <laughs> and the uh, the floor after after Mar falls through that really big hole and he's like fucking dancing yeah. and he's like falling. Doing the damn salsa. It's so fucking funny. Uh, then he slides into the fucking paint and the paint thinner and everything and gets covered. I we get staples in the ass. And oh in the my face. god! You know I never thought they'd be able to like elevate the the. BB the, gun, the BB to, gun the to the dick. Yeah, but that somehow, like, especially the slow-mo to the crotch, he hits the ground and then slow-mo to the, the nose. nose. It's And it's like true slow-mo. It's not like that fake shit either. Yeah. Harry, I've reached the top. Uh, oh, yeah. He's got so many good lines. Man, like, what a hole. Yeah. Wow, what a hole. Yeah. Fucking falls into the basement. Yeah. Like, he's just covered. Like, Daniel Stern's actually, like, covered in paint or makeup to look like paint. And, like, he's, like, rubbing this shit off of him. Yeah. The, the, they get, of course, the electrocution the scene. The electrocution scene's classic. Always, I. it's never not funny. Which, because we haven't mentioned it yet. We 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 may have recreated possibly in it's, a recent video. It's, we it's possible. Are featured in? Yeah, go check it out. Uh, Die Hard, but it's a Christmas movie. Yes. Go check it out on Hack the Movies right now. Uh, Sean and myself are Harry and Marv. Yes, hence 
the costumes. We, well, we, we waited almost an hour into the preview to mention it, but yes, it is a, a thing that we did. That's okay. And, uh, <laughs> go check that out because we yes. worked really fucking hard on it. Yes, we did. Uh, and while you're there, check out the the last parody we did with Hack the Movies. That Halloween. Joe is... uh, was behind the camera. And was Doctor Loomis War? Halloween in five minutes? I was also behind the camera on the Die Hard one. Yes, too. yes, yeah. yes. Uh, but yeah, so the except thing for was... the scenes that I'm in. Well, right. Well, yeah. Well, what are you clone yourself? Now I you're did talking. set them up. Though, did you get French anyway. Stewart? Yes, French Stewart. Look by yourself. Yeah. So the, yeah, they kind of go through the traps. Other ones I want to mention just because they're fucking hilarious. The, the 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 twist on the paint can scene. The twist on the paint cans with the fucking metal bar that yeah. he throws off. Three, four. When it hits him, when it flies off. <laughs> uh, Marv's like shitty like boxes stacked on top of each other that are it's solid. Yeah. Sound as a rock, huh, Marv? Uh, uh, and Joe, then Joe Pesci's fucking head is on fire again and dunks it in like the dude, kerosene filled toilet. He does a fucking toilet. handstand on yeah. the toilet. Like, why? And it just blows up. <laughs> He's like going like this on his teeth. Yeah. Like that classic like explosion where it like shoots it from the outside yeah, and it yeah, goes yeah. boom. I love the tool chest going down a flight of stairs. That What's that him. sound? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a tool chest falling down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then, you know, the, the kind of the final kicker one before we get into the central park yeah. is the kerosene rope. Are you wearing aftershave? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's Barbara kerosene. Scroll back up all scared. They're fucked, though. Fucking Kevin lights it on fire. <laughs> they end, end up, like, reaching them and, like, fall, I don't know, five stories into, like, a fucking uh, gully. And that flings all this like varnish in the air and lands on him and just totally fucking covers them. So like fucked up. Mar- Marv has like paint, paint thinner, varnish. He had a cement bag drop on oh, his yeah, fucking head. Oh right. yeah, yeah, that's right. Now also paint true. varnish. Yeah. Like and plus all the stuff that happened to Harry on top yeah. of that. That green shit hitting him in the head. That fly, that part falling falling right on his fucking face with the when the yeah. ladder breaks. Uh, uh, the fucking tools falling out on, on his head. It, it's just so over. The, I mean, the yeah. first one when you watch it. Like, it's still really good, but, like, the trap part is, like, a little bit more, like, realistic and serious air quotes. But it's like, I could almost see this happening. This no. movie, they're like, fuck it. It's the sequel. I don't know, dude. We're I think, dropping fucking wrenches on their head. We I don't think, care. I think all of that's plausible. Oh, they'll be Bes- dead. But besides I think, the iron I think, to the face. I think the traps are plausible, though. Yeah. Like, yeah. how he could set them up. Sure. Uh before we move on, I just want to—I don't want to forget that one scene because now they're up at the top before they climb down the rope. Oh, okay, yeah. And Marv grabs a brick because he got hit how many fucking times? Oh, in the yeah. Phases. Suck brick, kid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's one of my favorite fucking lines. Classic, classic. Yeah. So then, uh, as the movie starts to kind of wind down, Kevin's like running away and he calls like the cops on yeah. them. Uh, but the tables are kind of turned. This time, Kevin slips on the ice and cracks his head. Yeah, but they fucking grab him. They're, these Harry and Marv are about to take him into Central Park and execute him. Shoot him in the face. Like, they don't care up. anymore. And he's like, and like, Harry's like a sadistic fuck. Remember when he was going to like bite off his fingers yeah, in the first yeah, movie? Yeah. Well, I mean, Marv wanted to bash him in the face with an iron. Well, so. yeah. Uh, and they get in the Central Park and they're just covered in so much goop that the, that the revolver is just loaded with this shit. It's all gummed up. <laughs> but the pigeon lady walks out. She saves Kevin. Yeah. And and just Marv's like, shoot her, Harry. I'm trying. <laughs> shoot her, Harry. I'm trying. I'm trying to do. And then, you know, Marv, believe it or not, is the one that kind of picks up on the situation before anybody else, like, kind of looks around him. And he's like, uh, all right, let's just get the fuck out of here. Like, this, something's off. Something's really off. But Harry's like, he's determined now. He is, like, done with this whole fucking situation. Like, he'd rather, like, kill them than anything else in the world. Oh, my you know? God. It's great. She fucking hits him with the bird seed. And these fucking pigeons just, like, flank Harry and Marv. And, the and like, it's all worth it because right at the uh, end... Uh. 
there's a shot of Marv or Daniel Stern, and he's just screaming at the top of his lungs. It's the funniest fucking thing. Yeah, and, and a pigeon literally flies out of like his oh, fucking yeah. jacket. <laughs> And apparently when he gets picked up by the cops. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, oh yeah, right, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. But apparently, like a pigeon actually got in his mouth during the filming, oh. and he said that was revolting. And yeah. I, 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 I can imagine the fucking pigeon in your mouth. Hopefully, he didn't take a dump. Well, he's, he's screaming the whole yeah, time. Yeah. Well, ah! I can't even do it justice. It's like so high pitched. My my throat would just be done for like a month if I even tried it. <laughs> But yeah, they get arrested, and I think it's kind of funny how Marv is like throwing Harry under the bus immediately. Like he's like, well, yeah, he's, like, he's, he's got like, a gun. He's like, he's, he's like, you missed the presents at the prison. He's like, we missed the presents already. He made us rob a, a toy store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shut up, Marv. <laughs> and then he's like walking up the steps. Oh, we're the sticky bandits, St. And then Harry's like kicking him the whole yeah. way up. Shut up, Marv. And then. uh to use kind of a cheesy Christmas expression, it kind of all kind of comes together with a bow on top. It does. Uh, where mom finds Kevin. At, she's like, well, well, he, he, she meets the cop from right, Pinocchio's well, Ron, Revenge. Ron Canada. Yeah, Ron Canada from Pinocchio's Revenge is there. And Again, it's all connected, folks. We've been saying it for years. It's true. It's true. And uh, yeah, well, I, that that's kind of a touching scene because... It doesn't have as much emotional weight as I think the first one when Kate's really going off at the airport or with John Candy. Yeah. But it, it kind of, it, it plucks that that emotional string for sure where she's like, you have kids? I wonder, I, yeah, I wonder if the cop ever left his son alone with a corpse all day. At, at the funeral home? The funeral yeah, home. yeah, maybe. Or or at the police station? Yeah, that's a Kenosha kicker, man. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe he improv all that. Anyway. Uh... <laughs> But yeah, I also did read that uh, Catherine O'Hara did request like additional scenes of the mom kind of searching for Kevin because she felt like, I guess, in the original version of the script, maybe there wasn't enough of that. And I, I, I can see why and what the focus was, because I feel like the big the big portion was Harry and Marv yeah. and like all of that shit. They expand on that heavily. And like before they leave Miami, I am kind of sitting there watching like, yeah, Kate's like. She's she's concerned. She's the first one rushing to the phone, but she doesn't seem like I need the fuck there quick. Well, the thing, the but she, thing I guess she doesn't know where to go. To be fair, yeah, but and, but the thing with the first movie is she's just trying to get home and she right. can't because it's on fucking Christmas and there's no flights or anything. Right, I mean? right. But yeah, so then they they reunite. It's a very touching moment at Rockefeller Center. Yeah, with uh, that big it, beautiful tree, and he it, wishes it, for his mom and his family again. And she shows up. Peter, Kate, Buzz, Megan, Lindy, and Jeff. And, and, and if he, he has got time, time, is Uncle Frank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My aunt, my cousins too. Uh, and then he turned and Jesus wept and there's a visual. <laughs> uh, and then like uh, they have the hotel and I, I love the visual gag of Fuller being in the bed by himself. Oh, the yeah. Pepsi the king size bed with all the Pepsi cans yeah. around him. And and Fuller, of course, wakes everybody it's like, up. It's Christmas, you guys. At 7 a.m. Wake the fuck up. Let's open the Duncan's presents. Santa came. And like, it's really sweet because yeah. like there's a scene just real quick. There's a scene with Mr. Duncan and he and Kevin leaves him a note. And yes. he's like, he's like, oh, thanks for the turtle doves. I'm sorry about the window. I'll pay you back when I get to Chicago. Thanks. And he's like, ah, two turtle doves. Oh, where's this from? The Plaza Hotel. Okay, find me the McAllisters yeah. and and give them a bunch of presents on the house. And you do actually see like some visual storytelling where they actually do show them bring all the toys in. They do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they open them all. And Buzz it's gives cool. another speech, but this time he actually sounds more genuine and not just blowing smoke up everybody's ass. He's also not a douche to no. Kevin. And he he even like kind of says it like, you know what, honestly, if Kevin didn't fuck up, 
We wouldn't be at this amazing place right now with all these presents and the snow and we're in New York. Yeah. Like, this is awesome. Yeah. And I kind of like that. That Buzz kind of owns it and is like, you know what? Yeah, Kevin, he did good, even though he fucked up royally. If there's one time of the year where you don't be a piece of shit to your sibling, uh, it's definitely it's, Christmas. Yeah, yeah, that's a good day. Uh, and then one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie is Kevin visiting the pigeon lady for the last time, presumably. Yeah. Uh, runs out to her. And there's a scene at, when they're in Carnegie Hall earlier where he says, I'll never forget you. Yeah. And she kind of is like, don't make promises you can't keep. But this time it's like after all the stuff that just happened and they embrace and he gives her the turtle dove and he says the same thing to her. But yeah. this time she's like, thank you. Like, like she's touched by it because yeah. to, to her and everyone, she's forgotten. No one gives a shit about her. And yeah. this little kid, not only did he like take time to like actually know her as a person and try to like help her but like actually like considered her a friend and said i'll never forget you it also and here's a here, here's something that will here's help a us memento. remember yeah. each other yeah and it's also a thing of like if you hang on to that experience that you had with kevin you kind of like restored her faith in herself and yes. and that she's she, gonna be okay that she's gonna be okay and like she even makes a comment like at the theater where she's like yeah i guess i am kind of off-putting with all this pigeon shit all over me <laughs> well there's that yeah uh, and then the uh, the one liner from the distance. They, the, Kevin, the, the, you spent eight hundred sixty seven dollars on room service. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, he's screaming sprinkles and everything else. And uh, the music comes in, and we kind of crash the credits. Yeah, man. And uh, that's Home Alone too. Home Alone too. Well, wait, is is this a what gift is this under your tr Christmas tree? Oh my God, this is like. This is like a PS5, an Xbox wow. Series X, uh, a brand new TV, uh, and an Encyclopedia Britannica. <laughs> this is like the gift that you wanted your whole. <laughs> what? It's such a good fucking movie, man. I'm thinking like a gift that you like. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I personally wouldn't take the Britannica, but that's some to someone that's an expensive gift back in the yeah. day that was very nice to receive. Uh, I love this fucking movie so much. And I would even go so far as to say that I like it more than the first one. Which okay. I guess I kind of even said sure. to a point a little bit earlier. Yeah. I think the first one is probably a better movie overall. Uh, just just top to bottom. But this one, just the story, the characters, just the way that it's told, the fact that it knows it's Home Alone 2 and it just fucking leans into it hard. Yeah. Uh, I just think that's fucking great. And and some movies just like we, like we talked about earlier, like that doesn't always work. And it's kind of hard to do a sequel that lives up to the first one, especially with the way that they went about this sequel. Yeah. And I think it it, it surpasses it. And I think a lot of people would agree that it at least is as good as it. But I, I think it's even better. It's, it's 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 the best gift under the Christmas tree. It's probably my favorite Christmas movie behind Christmas Vacation. OK. Uh, and then quickly followed by probably Home Alone. Uh, and then maybe like Christmas Story or something. But like that, that's a whole different conversation. Right. But uh yeah, just again, like the memories I have of it growing up that I mentioned earlier and just uh, it's 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 a movie and, and, and two movies specifically that I will watch every yep. year back to back. And uh, I'm like so happy we got to talk about it. I just <laughs> it's it, wearing this fucking costume yeah. too on top of yeah. that. So I, I, I can't say enough good things about this movie. And if for some reason you wrote it off, like I, I, a, I don't get it, but B, fine. Rewatch it. Like, it, it, like, if you haven't watched it in a long time, like, you need to go back and watch this fucking movie. I totally agree. This this movie is the, is the talk boy that I never got, you know? 
I want to rewind and replay this movie every <laughs> fucking year because yeah. it's great, man. And like I agree with a lot of things you just said. I, I, I they managed to not only make it funny and yeah. and retain, really funny, like really funny, like laugh out loud every time I fucking watch it. Funny, um, no matter how many times I see it, um, but also be able to retain like again the values and the and the. Mm. Uh, the, the sentiment between him and the people that he meets and kind of how Kevin grows as a person. Cause where the first one, it's like him and the Southbound shovel slayer, like accepting your family. Yeah. More or less, or like don't fight with your family uh, because you, you're wasting time uh, hating each other and you're wasting time uh, with trivial bullshit oh, yeah. rather than enjoying each the time that we have together. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really sweet. And the second one's more about like, you being out in the world and sharing that love with other people. Yeah. And and not closing yourself off from the rest of the world and even if even if the real world sometimes kind of, you know, fucks with you or kicks you or, and puts you down, uh, you kind of have to get back up again because there are people that do love you and want to be with you or people that you want to meet and be friends oh, with yeah. you and things like that. So I think it's I think it's really sweet and and again it's just fucking hilarious. Like uh, 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 Joe Pesci and, and Daniel Stern are the funny, or some of the funniest motherfuckers ever. And I think Daniel Stern is a criminally underrated comedian. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to like, when you think of like slapstick and and contemporary people or comedians, like I don't think he comes up a lot, but he's no. also a writer, director, and comedian. Like he's he's like one of the fucking greats, dude. And, and he's Joe, got his fingers in a lot of things. I think people don't even realize. Yeah, and the versatility of Joe Pesci wow. is is really great too because he's always like a fucking tough, wise guy, like in everything. And it's so fun to see him have like fun with this and like have a good time, <laughs> like an incompetent gangster. Yeah, kinda. yeah, 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 yeah. Which is like hilarious to me. Um, it's a good time. It, it it's. It's a yearly watch. It will be forever. And I think it will always hold up. And if you haven't, yeah, again, like if you slept on it, fucking what are you doing? Go watch uh, Home yeah, Alone 2. Yeah. Home Alone 1 and 2, back to back. It is just, it's, it's great. Fuck, it's a classic. It's Christmas great. classic. Christmas classic. So yeah, but uh, that was our first episode for Trash Me the Snow. We got one more coming at you. We're talking about To All a Good Night. The David Hess directed yes. To All a Good Night. So that's going to be a very good one. We've also got an elves commentary track oh, to go yeah, along baby. with this uh Wrap around, if you will, that you may have seen at the opening of this episode. The Elf of Huda Leven. I'm back. I'm oh. the, the, the voice is probably better in the promo. I'll it's be doing it after better this. better in the promo. Yeah. Um, but yeah, go check that out. And in, I, we hope you're enjoying that. And definitely check out uh, Die Hard, but it's a Christmas movie. Yes. Over on Hack the Movies. It's out now. Go check it out. Um, and... Yeah, we got some other. We got a couple little uh, other Patreon presents for our Patreon uh, yes. subscribers, and we just want to thank you all again. Hope you're having a great uh, holiday season, and thank you so much for your support. And we will catch you on the next uh, Trashing Through Snow episode. And I want to mention just one thing real quick because it's the first thing we filmed since this did happen. Also true. Uh, we just hit a million views on YouTube. Oh wow! So yes. thank you all yes. very much. Thank you so much for your support. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Um, it's been overwhelming and it always it's always humbling. Yes. Um, and we're very glad uh, that you enjoy the show so much and that um it helps you get through your day or whatever that may be or maybe you just like listening to it because you you like it and that's all right too. Yeah, it's been a roller coaster and I just wanted to comment on that because that was kind of amazing to see and I fucking was like crazy. holy shit it's insanity like totally blew our minds yeah we, we couldn't do it without you guys absolutely not and don't forget that's movie dumpster m-o-v-i-e dumpster podcast.com so that's it that's Home Alone 2 Lost in New York from 1992 directed by Chris Columbus I'm Joel Escola and I'm Sean O'Rourke thanks for visiting the dumpster <laughs>